welcome to the one and only Grab Stack Radio Show, where we eat tacos, solve math problems, take on diabolical riddles, and play board games. Uh, what's that, Carl? We, 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 we don't play board games? Well, we should! Someone put that on the list, because I love board games and flash marflers, and you know what? I should really think about inventing a board game that includes Flarshmarflers, also known as Marshmallows in Pflugerville. <laughs> Come to think of it, there's no time like the present. Okay, now let's see here. I'm gonna need three marshmallows. Now, yeah, I got those right here in my handy grab stack backpack. And I'll need a piece of paper plus some crayons. Oh, yep, got those too. Okay, let's get down to business, people. If you got three marshmallows and a piece of paper and some crayons, you can make a grab stack board game at home. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna draw a circle big enough to hold two marshmallows in the middle of a piece of paper. Then we're gonna draw a bigger circle around that circle. And then one more circle around that circle. So the whole thing should look sort of like a dartboard. Now, inside the smallest circle, we're gonna write a number three. In the next circle out, we're gonna write the number two. In the third circle out, the biggest one, you guess it. We're gonna write a number one! There, we have a board game. What's that, Carl? It doesn't look like a board game? Well, that's because you have no imagination, my friend. What we're gonna do is set the target in the middle of the table, and then we're gonna sit or stand at the end of the table. Oh, this is the fun part. Then we're gonna take turns tossing flash marflers, otherwise known as marshmallows, at the target. Here are the rules for the amazing board game I have just invented called Flarshmarfler. So, if you toss a Flarshmarfler and it lands on any of the numbered circles, you get that many points. So if you land your Flarshmarfler in circle with a one on it, then you get one point, etc., etc. Your Flarshmarfler has to be more in than out to count as a point. I think that's pretty obvious. If you toss your Flarshmarfler and it lands on the floor, you're out of the game. Also, I do not recommend eating that Flarshmarfler. It's been on the floor with your shoesies. Ew! The first player to reach 10 points wins. Oh, and winning has its advantages. You get to eat all the Flarshmarflers. Woohoo! As a helpful side note, everyone must wash their hands before playing Flarshmarflers. That way, if you eat all the Flarshmarflers, they're nice and clean. Oh, I can't wait to wrap up this broadcast so I can beat Carl in the game of Flarshmarflers. Oh, this is gonna be good. Anyway, before I do that, I should probably get to the actual point of this here episode, which is to give you a quick tour of Flusville, a mysterious place under the town of Pflugerville. I just love this place, and I think you will too. Okay, here we go. Flusville is an entire world of weird machines, conveyor belts, steam and vats, strange creatures, crazy amusement park-esque rides, and endless fun. Fizzies are shape-shifting, wild, furry creatures who are all different sizes, shapes, colors, traits, and make lots of various weird sounds. Where did those fizzy creatures come from? Oh, good question. You know, Mr. Snood, over at the Snood Candy Factory, well, he makes a popular line of candy products called Flues. The process of making Flues candies also creates a sweet, a sticky goo that Snood sends down a long pipe deep into the ground where it turns out into a lake. It makes a big lake of goo. Well, that's Fluesville Lake. And one day, underground lightning struck the Fluesville Lake and BAM! Out popped the fizzies. 
and the lake gets fuller and fuller since goo flows into it 24-7. To keep the goo from flooding Fluesville, our fizzies took action to save themselves. You see, fizzies are fun-loving and often erratic, but also happen to be amazingly skilled, innate inventors and builders, organizers and treat makers, so they created a huge factory. Started to make various fizz products and set up a secret air-powered tunnels and set up secret air-powered tunnels that deliver product to Pflugerville. <gasps> Isn't that amazing? Anyway, you can follow this adventure and have a good laugh while you're at it by listening to Fluesville. They have their own show. <laughs> Just search for Fluesville or Go Kid Go wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be glad you did. Oh, what's that, Carl? I'm not supposed to tell everyone about Fluesville because Fluesville's a secret. Oopsie! Okay, everyone, keep it a secret. Don't tell them I sent you. Welcome, one and all, to the Grabstack Daily Newscast, live from Pflugerville, where we're currently having a windy day. Personally, I like a good windy day, because you never know what might tumble in your general direction. While I was riding my pipe hippily to the studio this morning, oh, by the way, that's bicycle in Florp, a leaf from a tree tumbled by, and I said, hello, Mr. Leaf, how's it going today? And the leaf said, I can fly, isn't it marvelous? It bears mentioning that I have the power to bring very objects to life, including paper clips, lint balls, and leaves. I'm thinking about casting Mr. Leaf in my next musical extravaganza, a little production I'm calling A Windy Tale. Stay tuned for updates. <laughs> we have a very special treat for you today, a live interview. Oh, I do like live interviews, partly because I'm probably the best interviewer in Pflugerville, but also because it gives my listeners a chance to meet some of the colorful characters who live in our little corner of the universe. Today, we're talking talking to Marty, who owns the Pflugerville Junkyard, and I think you're really gonna enjoy this. Okay, hello, Marty. Welcome to the Grabstack Radio Show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You want to talk about junk? I'm your guy. When did you start the junkyard, Marty? Has it always been in your family? Oh, no, that's an interesting story. My parents wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer, but, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I just loved junk. When I was, uh, yeah, 11 years old, I opened my first junkyard in my own backyard. Pretty soon, the junk was in the front yard, the garage, and the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how fast junk piles up. Anyway... Eventually, I moved all the junk to a big piece of land over by Lucy Wow's big red barn, and uh, the rest is history. Speaking of Lucy Wow, she likes to make all sorts of things out of junk. Is she your number one customer? Oh, yeah, she sure is. She's at the junkyard most days. That kid has a real eye for quality stuff. Have you ever stumbled on something really valuable in the junkyard? Like a famous painting worth millions of dollars that someone threw away by accident? Oh, sure. You know, you'd be surprised what people throw away. Just the other day, I found a half a pair of perfectly good socks. Can you believe that? Here, let me show you. For those in the listening audience, Marty is now showing me that he's only wearing one sock, but I must say it's pretty good-looking sock. <laughs> only one hole in it. Now, Marty, here's an important question for you. There's a rumor going around Pflugerville that Lucy Wow is trying to build the world's longest zipline. Apparently, it's going to be six miles long. Do you have any information about this outrageous idea? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's building it. 
She also turned her bathtub car into a bathtub copter so she could fly some supplies up into the mountains. That kid is something. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Lucy Wow's building the longest zip line in the world. You can find all about that in season two of Lucy Wow wherever you get your podcasts. So how exciting. Well, Marty, it has been a pleasure learning all about the Pflugerville Junkyard. Is there anything you'd like to share with us as you close out the interview? Oh, actually, I'm kind of late for a meeting with Mr. Schnooze over in Flusville. He needs some junk for the factory. You don't by any chance know how to get down there, do you? Oh, Flusville, that's a secret. We can't be telling everyone how to get down there or there'll be kids all over the place slowing down production. So I shouldn't say anything like take a left at the burger barn, go exactly one mile and jump into the purple tube. Oops! <gasps> Carl, the station manager, are we live? We are? Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Don't let anyone jump into that purple tube. Oh, you can listen to Flusville if you want to. Just don't go there. Find the show wherever you get your podcast, but do not jump into the purple tube. So, uh, left at the burger barn, go one mile and jump into the purple tube. Got it. Oh, well, this is just perfect. Sorry about that, Mr. Schnooze. <laughs> Please don't cancel your upcoming live interview. Bye, Marty. Oh, I do like that Marty guy. He has such great taste in socks. Or I guess he has great taste in sock, <laughs> since he only has one. We got time for one more segment, the Florp Word of the Day. Today's word is tuby. A tuby is a sock, and a pair of socks is a pair of tubies. Marty only has one tuby, but I've got a pair of tubies. My tubies keep my toesies warm, and there you have it. If you'd like to see all the Florp Words of the Day, just head over to GoKidGo.com slash Florp, and you'll find them all. Welcome back to GrabStack's Daily News Show, where we report on the hottest happenings in Pflugerville. Could be the weather, could be sports, it could be why Bobby Wonder never branches out with his outfits, even after his best friends has offered to be his personal style consultant, <laughs> which I can't even believe he turned down. I have personally consulted on the style of many famous people, whether they've asked me to or not. And let me tell you, I have been right about their look every single time. The answer is always wear snazzier socks. See, my genius is not just relegated to newscasting. I'm the whole package. If you're feeling like your look needs a change, find some socks with lightning bolts on them or penguins or maybe even socks with pictures of other little socks. Oh, that wouldn't just make a splash on the red carpet. It would flood the whole thing. Look at me, we haven't even started our newscast and I'm throwing little pearls of wisdom around like it's my job, which it is. You're welcome, everybody. Oh, Carl, the station manager's making that face again. What kind of socks do you have on, Carl? I bet there's some sort of gray or brown or, oh my stars. Listeners, we're about to break a style story live on air. What a scoop. Carl is wearing socks with little rubber duckies on them. Oh, you could knock me down with a feather. Our very own Carl, the station manager, a Pflugerville style icon. If that's not breaking news, I don't know what is. Okay. On to our first news story of the day. Well, second, if you count this whole thing with Carl. <sighs> I'm still reeling from the idea that Carl knows how to pick socks. I can barely trust him to pick out the right tacos for lunch. But I guess we all have our hidden talents. I know I sure do. In addition to style consultant, actor, director, playwright, and general success, did you know that I can also play professional kazoo? Yeah, that's right. I'm the first chair kazoo in the Pflugerville Orchestra. Now, 
some may say that's because no one else tried out, but to them I say, you try kazooing your way through Mary Had a Little Lamb when your lungs are the size of a sesame seed. It's talent, people. That leads us into our news story, which is that the Pflugerville Orchestra will be performing its rendition of Mary Had a Little Lamb and other classic pieces on the park lawn this weekend. Show up to see yours truly execute a moving solo that is pure kazoo and will last for a guaranteed 10 whole minutes. You should have seen the conductor's face when I added it in. She was absolutely stunned by the genius. She called it indescribable and I didn't even know you could play the kazoo that long. And really, how do you even describe what just happened? I'll tell you how to describe it. Masterpiece! Did she mention that they may have to cut my solo down for time, you know, so the other players can have their moment too? Now don't get me wrong, folks. I'm more than happy to share the limelight. Stop laughing, Carl! I really am excited to hear Bobby Wonder play the clarinet. But honestly, do we really need to cut down my kazoo solo so we can hear Mighty Mila play the bagpipes? I mean, come on, people. I am sure it's just another nefarious plot to make everyone in Pflugerville miserable. Either way, we already know what the real highlight of the concert is going to be. Me! Grab stack and my kazoo. So get your tickets early, folks. This is sure to be a sold-out event. In other news, the hot dog stand owner was so grateful for our stellar review last week that they decided to sponsor the show. Apparently, they're very proud of their foray into dogs on a stick. And truth be told, so am I, because it means I get to eat more things on a stick. Now we have the hot dog stand owner and the banana stand lady. Pflugerville is really coming up in the world when it comes to food on sticks. What's next? Hamburgers on a stick? Ooh, that would be crazy, but it could happen. I'll have to talk to our local burger joint about staying on the cutting edge. Innovation is the lifeblood of progress, people. Who wants to hold a hamburger in their hands when they could be eating it off a stick? I know I don't. And that leads us right into the Florp word of the day. The word for stick in Florp is spipple. So, the next time you're playing with your dog in the park, ask him to fetch the spipple. Or next time you're at a banana stand, don't ask for a banana on a stick, ask for a banana on a spipple. The banana stand lady listens to the show. <laughs> She'll know what you're talking about. Oh, except for this one time I asked her for a banana on a spipple, and she heard banana on a fubbler and gave me a banana on a frying pan. I don't know how she heard fubbler when I clearly said spipple. Ah, but that's languages for you. That's why it's good to practice your florp so mix-up like this don't happen to you. If you want to practice your florp words and minimize your chances of receiving a banana on a frying pan, head on over to www.gokidgo.com florp where you can find all the florp words we've learned so far. Well, that's it for the show today, folks. Don't forget to grab your tickets for the concert. My kazoo solo is sure to be the talk of the season. That's if Mighty Mila doesn't drown it out with her Bagpipes. Oh, and don't forget about all the Go Kid Go shows you could be listening to. There's Bobby Wonder, who's recently gone under Pflugerville for a big adventure. And I'm his sidekick, so you really can't go wrong with this show. Or check out Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn making all sorts of dangerous stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. They go big and then they go bigger. Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. 
I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can, too. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein's Story Club wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find your way. Friday's Listener Mailbag. If you got a question about the world of Go Kid Go shows, Pflugerville, or little old me, send it to Crabstack at GoKidGo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. It's very exciting. Have yourselves a marvelous day. Ooh, and wear your snazzy socks, even if it isn't a special occasion. Until next time, this is Grabstack of Florp signing off. Go Kid Go! Go Kid Go! 